Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Bobby Moore as a Jeff Hurst. The trailer looking at Billy Bones. A pound old decanyon. West Ham. Good evening, good morning, or good afternoon. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast. Season 9, episode 24. Wow. Do you know what? We're nearly at a 300th episode. Any any episode now, I'm going to have to work it out. We're not quite there today, but within the next two or three podcasts, we're going to hit that magic 300. Magic, what should we do? Should we do something special? I don't know. We should get a cake with 300 on it. Why or... don't we all take two days off work and go to Liverpool? <laughs> <laughs> I can think of better ideas. Barbados or... No, we'll go to the Liverpool game. It's on a Monday night. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. My name's George. I'm here with Sean. <laughs> good, Hello, Sean. good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good morning. Or good evening, Georgie George. Uh, I'm here with Nigel, aka Shedman. Hello, Nigel. How you doing? Where are you? I'm in my shed. You can always tell when I'm hosting because I got the jingles. And I'm here with John. Hello, John. Hello. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? Yeah, not bad, thanks. Good. Good. Uh, we're here to talk about West Ham. How was Ireland? Yeah, well, Ireland was good actually. As a result, yeah, I didn't see our game, or I, th- I have seen our goal actually. I haven't seen the Everton goal, so I, my input on the game itself is going to be limited. Uh, so we're going to—I ha- don't think you've seen it either, John, have you? Because you, mm, you I, were, s- I saw the goals, but I was out all day and carried on well into the night. And you went to see Corinthians, yet. didn't you? I did go. You went see all the way to Brazil. Yeah, that's crazy. Mm. Just for the weekend. Wow. Uh, Don't need to be casual about it. There you go. Uh, Nigel and Sean, you both attended, didn't didn't you, on uh, Saturday? We did. did. So who would like to go first, enlightening us with an insight into the game? (laughs) Everyone really volunteering. Go on, you first. Um, I think Everton were there for the taking. And and we sort of said this before, it was a, a contest of which was the shittiest team in the Premier League. And and I thought on the whole, 
West Ham were slightly less shitty than Everton. Um, and while we got the goal, we just didn't take our chances. I mean, Allaire, uh had a perfect opportunity. He only had to square it to, I forget who was on the other side, which would have got us 2-0 up and he squandered it. We just seemed to be devoid of that final touch. Um, Everton were one of the poorest Everton's teams I've ever seen. Um, I know you could argue that if Pellegrini had been in charge, we might have lost that and respect the point and all that malarkey. But it, it, it really did feel a bit deflating that we, we did put quite a bit of effort in. We ran around a lot, particularly in the first half, but we only got a point for it. And um, for that, I think it, it, it was a bit flat leaving um, on a very cold Saturday afternoon. And just before Nigel adds his, I'll give the stat attack. Stat attack. Stat attack. West Ham had 49% of the possession, which meant obviously Everton had 51. We had 12 shots. Six of them were on target. uh, While um, the Toffees had 11 with three on target. So that sort of says (laughs) we deserve the win. But um, my shout out of, of the week has got to go for the poor performance with Allaire. Actually, a Yeti actually showed Alaire up in the 10 minutes a Yeti was on. He looked actually quite okay, quite decent. Uh, Alaire just seemed completely out of sorts and completely out of form. Over to you, Nigel. Nigel? Nigel? <laughs> He's on mute, and he's probably talking I'm away on mute. Off mute. Sorry, <laughs> I, I, was, I was drinking my cup of tea, and I didn't want to be rude like other people. And to be fair, after last week, and someone said they'd, you know, they'd want my mum to choose the punishment. Yeah. Having been punished by my mum, that's the last thing I would ever want in the world. Yeah. Well, I'm. We'll I, I, I've got no drink or no food this. You gave him a big large one. It wasn't well, me. Well, I knew I had yeah. been eating because I had no food with me. But then I listened back and I admit that I was drinking was you. a coffee, yeah. and it didn't sound good because in the middle of a question i'm i'm slopping and drinking my coffee you're right i apologize like you, you won't do normally if you have <laughs> your chicken yeah anyway yeah it was crap basically i thought um we they gave the ball away we then gave it back to them but then they <laughs> gave it back to us but then we gave it back to them and then they gave it back to us but then we gave it back to them and then they gave yeah. it back to us but then yeah. we gave it back to them and then what there was a goal. Next? Oh, goal. Right. But then they went up the other pitch, the other end of the pitch, and they scored a goal. Yeah. And then we did the same in the second half, just without the goals. So it sounds it. like sounds like I missed a lot then. Well, you missed a lot of people giving you, the ball away. You, you also <laughs> missed uh, some pies because uh, oh. Nigel bought some of his cold pies from oh. his pie mash store. Yeah, I did. Um, well, they, ate them. Well, well, they were cold, actually. But they were still in, good, in, though, weren't in they? The, in the supporters club. We went to supporters club before and after the game, and it's uh, a really good venue. Did you go if before you guys... Yeah, I went before as well. Oh, right. I didn't go before. Yeah. If you boys come back for a visit, uh, we're selling you in. Yeah. yeah. Sounds good. I'm in for the pies. 
Yeah, they were, they were good. Uh, one, one, one of our friends actually came back with seconds. I, I had a big bag of them, and they all went. So, you know. Um, no mash and liquor, though. No mash and liquor, no. Well, the liquor would seep through your fingers, wouldn't it, to be fair? Well, you could bring a little tub of it in like a, well, I know. A actually, my missus Tupperware, did that. I could have took, because uh, uh, we, obviously we sell it in the polystyrene cartons. I could have took like a, a carton of liquor, and you could have just like dipped your pie in. To the liquor, yeah. And then it, mate, I I like that's that. all it takes, mate. I'm coming back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. Count me in. Uh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. But I mean, the supporters' club was good after. I, I, it was. It was know? packed, wasn't it? Yeah. It was busy. absolutely rammed. After, yeah. after the game, it was good to see. I don't know. What it was like yeah. It was busy. It was. Uh, it was packed beforehand as well. It was. Uh, in fact, they actually had to do one out, one in, just before the game. Right. They got so busy. Um, so it's good to see Supports Club doing so well at um, the last post. Yeah, that was good. But, I mean, the game-wise, I think a point was fair equally. Generally, as I've said, the whole team was, was you know... It's, come on, come, be a little bit fair. It was better than we've seen. We've seen worse Oh, yeah, performances. We've, we've seen worse. And There was a lot of running up and down, I agree with you. A passing the ball, the ball was going from one end to the other and one team to another. But there was a lot of running around and puffing. It I just was, didn't the thing end is, up I was in... sitting there trying to think, because obviously I missed the two Christmas games, which was the win with Bournemouth, wasn't it? And then I was working for the Gillingham game. So this is my first game since Boxing Day. And Boxing Day was my first game from Arsenal. And I'd seen pretty much every home game before the Arsenal game. So actually, I've still not seen West Ham win live since September. Mm. Wow. But, you know, I, I didn't realise that until yesterday, to be fair. Just... Have you ever been on a longer non-winning viewing streak? Yes, um... In the early 90s, I, I used to go, we used to go about oh, seven, eight, nine, well, no, mid-90s. We used to do about seven or eight away games a season. And uh, me and a friend, I think we managed to go two and a half years <laughs> of not of away games, like solidly. I think we worked it out, it was like 32 away games without seeing West Ham win. Nice. You know, but an away point is like a victory for West Ham. To be fair, we lost. We lost the most games in the history of the Premier League, or something. Was it now something? We've conceded the most goals. Yeah, I made an article out of that after you sent it to me. We've conceded the most goals in the last decade, John. Look, we got the worst goal difference. If you take clubs that have been in the Premier League longer than ten seasons, we've got the worst goal difference. You said we conceded the most goals, and we've won. I think we've won the least amount of games. Yeah, I think that was a fact as well, yeah. So, it's not yeah. surprising, is it? Especially in the last 10 years. Oops. <laughs> well, moving on Moving on to that. Obviously, the game itself wasn't very eventful, but there was plenty going on before the game uh, in, in the line of protests, etc. Um, there's been a few mixed reports as to how many people turned up and what went on and what the uh, result of it was, but I'm I'm guessing we're probably going to get two differing opinions of people that that saw it from Nigel and Sean. So who wants to go first? Well, on Nigel, this one? to be fair, Nigel wasn't there. I was the only one uh, above the protest. Uh, Nigel Leon, wasn't you there. Not make it, Nigel. No, well, no, I didn't get to the game till three uh, o'clock. Okay. So, so it's, it was it's all Sean then. So, so all, all one way. 
Well, I want to. I want to be fair. I don't think that the amount, the number, care uh, matters. And, and one of the reasons I have. <laughs> you would say that. Well, let me tell you why. Well, then I'm going to repeat why. Because yeah, you got it wrong. Go on. No, all right. So, so I was above the protest, and I took some video, and I took some. Well above the protest. Yes. And I spoke to the commander of British Transport Police. All right, who happened to be a hammer, right? And I asked him. Name? I asked him how many people were at the protest. And he said, in his view, it was seven to 800 at its height. But by the, in the time I was watching, it, it tailed off to three to 400 in his opinion. And, and, and by the end of it, there was less than 100 people there. Now, there, there is a reason for that, that no one could hear the PA system. And a lot of people I've spoken that were at the protests said, well, they were just standing around. They couldn't hear the PA systems. So they left. Fair enough. So the number given to me was 800. I later spoke to Met Police. The number given me by Met Police, again, a senior officer, was 800. I am not an expert on crowds. So I took pictures. For me, it looked like, hang on, let me finish. It looked like 1,000. I'm aware that there have been claims of 1,500 to 1,800. I'm aware the FFSA said 2,000. In these situations, and, and you look at any protests, the organisers always exaggerate it. The police always underestimate it. That's what happens at protests. My view is, does it really matter whether it was 800 or 1,500? Does, does those 700 make a difference? My answer is, I'm not sure they do, and that's why I'm not making a big thing of it. It could have been 1,500 or 2,000. It could have been 800. I don't know. I'm not a crowd expert. And, and nor, nor is anyone on this podcast, I would, I would argue. And, and I was the only one there. The, the other three of you weren't there. You've seen pictures and you've seen yeah, videos. I, mean, I don't really have a leg to stand on here, which is why. No, can we not count then from a picture? Yes. Can we not count yeah, from a video? Yeah, why don't you count then? Why? Well, I've, I've looked at it. Be... I believed right, you. Counted it. Right? I believed yeah. you. Yeah. And I now was told I think... that by, well, by well, I believed what you was told. Yeah. Yeah. And let's face yeah. it. I think. It was so undercooked. I think there was double there. And I'll tell you why it does matter. Go on. Because if there was four or 500 people there or 800 at its height, it could be dismissed perhaps as a, a full storm and perhaps a bit of a phony movement. And that, the, you know, basically a lot more people are not interested. By having double that, it provides a basis as a starting point. There's enough people there that now it's been noticed the word will get out and more people may listen to what's being said and hopefully will then join in next time because I hope that this yeah. that is the first of many to happen. Now, yeah. as I've said in the It was past, reported, though. It was reported by two organisations mostly. I, haven't, I mean, obviously, apart from KUMB, which were obviously part of the protest and the organisers themselves. It was reported by the BBC. It was reported by the Daily Mail. They're the only two reports I've seen. The Both reports said hundreds, not they thousands. Not report it, I believe they did, but they 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 gave a number of nine hundred. Well, I reckon they've all spoke to the police and got that number. Well, I, that's all. That's all you can do. The, B, um, the BBC changed theirs. They set a report out as thousands and then changed it to hundreds. They actually changed well, it. Well, because I was I, I was watching stuff like that yeah. while I was at the football, so I was looking to see. And I mean, I'd seen the pictures and and. You know, 
that's more than 700 people. Yeah. All right. And, and do you know what? This is one of the reasons I didn't write a report. I, I, I spoke to Hugh afterwards and I said, the police told me seven to 800. I said, I'm not going to write that because all it will do is cause, um, well, it will just cause uh, friction. Well, surely you could, you could write a report saying you were told by official channels it was this. In your opinion, it was clearly more than that. But I how don't many? No, I don't think it was too. Yeah, I would have said I don't think it's two two thousand. How many more? But it, it could, could it be? been a, Did there seem a thousand yet? Yes, definitely. But I'm not expert enough to oh, know whether you, it was I'm a thousand sorry, or fifteen hundred. You don't have to be an expert to stand up and look in the field and say I reckon there's a few thousand people there. There's fifteen hundred. I thought, in my view, in my view, there was a thousand people there. My view, but that's a nice round number. I think there was a thousand but people. I, there. I think it didn't look like two thousand people as others would claim. I think something's so maybe gone it's on. In the middle. I think something's gone on out there. You know, I mean, all you need is that. I mean, all of the build up to the to the um like March or, or the static protest, the amount of yeah. media stuff that the club did. And that interview with that moose with David Gold mm. was so sickly. I, I think it promoted, I, I'll be honest with you, John, I think, and, and I've said this to people in the club, I thought it was a bad, for, for the Brady interview, the Sullivan interview and the David Gold radio interview on Talk Sport, I think it promoted the protest and made more people Good. aware rather than the other it way made around. More I, angry, I, think, I think it was I think it was a mistake. Most people think that Moose is a clown, but those who didn't didn't know before and certainly do now. And the way he spoke about it after as well. Yeah, you know, and then he afterwards it's, it's he so condescending too. about I'm not gonna worry there was only sixteen but yeah, old, sixteen so and then yeah. today keyboard warriors. On today they were talking about it again and um Oh, Jim White, he does it with Jim White, and they were going. He started going near yeah, the saviors of the club again, and the and the amount of money, their own money, they've put into the club, and he started going on again. Moose, well, look, there was only a few, few. There was five or six hundred disconcerted, disenchanted people there, and I don't think they'll ever be happy, no matter what. No, it's not you know, five, they'll it's never not be happy, and and that's what they were there. saying, and that's been like it's it's as if there's been a concerted like effort by the media to play it down as nothing well of course of course west ham are going to talk to their media friends and say don't do this that that's that's they've got people who they pay to manage pr people who manage corporate communications of course they do did they have conversations of course they did i i would say that actually i think they had every right to go out and give interviews so i won't say they shouldn't give interviews but the message that they give is so blind and i think it's what they said that caused a lot of people to go do you know what i see a few people say i was a bit on the fence i listened to them adverts and i'm now gonna go to the protest or mm. i'm joining amazon yeah, United. I do. so it's the message yeah. that they put out it's the blindness of them I and thought also, David Gold though, came listen. the closest to apologising. You, you, you are joking. People listen, didn't you, Sean? The yeah, media people listen Sorry? to the show. They right. do on occasion. I hope yeah. a lot of you are bloody sacked because you are blind to what goes on at the club. So if you are listening to this media people at West Ham, you are part of the problem. Why they are hated? Because you're crap at your job. <laughs> because you are blind. 
and you are feeding them the false information because they live in their ivory towers. Sullivan probably only leaves his daughter to go to West Ham games. Gold probably goes down to age concern or whatever it is, you know. And, and, and Brady's too busy schmoozing at the House of Lords to see what the real people think. I, I think you, there is some truth that they are protected a lot. And I would this, say you that know. you, in yourself, you protect them, Sean. It's your, you will go. You've oh. got. You've got to be rushing off tonight, going on the BBC for something. And you, you radio, yeah, five yeah. live talking to Ian Wright. Yeah, well, and well, good Chris for Sutton. you. You are a superstar. Now, when you do that, you will spout the same party line bollocks. Yes, no, you won't. will. No, won't. you will, Sean, because you no, will. Play, you will play your political line, and then they listen to that, and then the BBC will go away, going, yeah. He's probably so West Ham fans are happy, yeah. There's only there's the, the majority, no, the majority of the West Ham fans you, are happy. I can guarantee you the reason they've rung me up, this is a setup. I can guarantee you they're gonna get someone on from the opposite side. I guarantee what, you. What, what would you do if you picked up the phone? And we've got Nigel Khan here. <laughs> <laughs> That would be great. Been great. Very quiet. Look, that. that is what they've been saying. They they keep saying it's a minority. It's a minority, and the majority of the fans are happy with the stadium, happy with the ten years of, of their ownership, and feel that they've achieved and stay. And you know they keep saying this. No, I don't think so. If if you read, the, did you read the statement on Saturday? They did. They've said we've made. Yeah, they still mistakes. make. The, we've made mistakes. But uh, hang on, let me. We've made mistakes. We would have done things differently. What cheap David words, Gold what said, things. and you can shout oh, me down afterwards, he things. said these promises weren't oh, written rubbish. down in stone. He made pledges these promises that were, were never made due in to... stone. These were wishful promises. He made, he, made, he, he, yeah. he invented a new way of lying, Sean. Wishful promises. If any promise is a promise. A wishful promise is what now? You know, you say you're going to do something, we wish... I mean, I've got wish, loads of wishful promises. You can't control, though, getting in the Champions League no, on the can't. next level. And they failed at that. There's no denial. They have failed but to take West Ham to the next level. You, you can't say... It, it, it's a strong word to say you failed. You can say you failed. You you said you would oh, do Sean, this Oh, Sean, it's not failed. 10 years in, but it's to, not. To call it a promise and to call it a liar, I think are two strong words. Uh, failure Sean, when, they, when right. Karen Brady uh, sits there. Sean, David Gold, yeah, on. this is lie or truth. If the seats are not in the same position, we won't go. He did say that, and I've seen the video. So was he lying? I know what he or said. He, no, he said that's what an architect... What he said, because he's been questioned by about this, and he said that's what an architect told Hold him up. at the time. Yeah. So, so it was missed out. Mis- so therefore, uh, you know, if he was here or if he ever wanted to sit down with us, which we know he won't, Sean, no matter how much I've badgered you. Yeah. If he was here, say, well, <laughs> come on in, David. The day you found out that the seats weren't going to be there, even though us on the SAB, we knew the seats weren't going to be there in the position they were. And, yeah. and I put Fair it out all the time on, on West Ham till I die. I think you'll, you'll... What would he say? He would say, I've got it wrong. I made a mistake. No, but then sh- therefore he should have cancelled the move at that point. Because he said... Because he lied by saying, Sean. That's what he said. And you won't admit he lied. He was mistaken. Sean, he did lie. Because at no point was he ever going to cancel the move. Sean, take a breath. What what Nigel was saying, the lie isn't in the fact that the seats weren't there. He was lying because he said, 
we would only move if the seats are closer or as close to. So he said that. That's the lie. Because we must have found out at some point that the that seats were. weren't going to be. I think he said, I couldn't see us moving or something. Like, no, I don't I'm know sure. the exact text. But yeah, I agree. He did say it. He did say it. Right. You're right. So he at some point, that. he found out that the seats were not going to be in the same position to where he was standing at the West End. Nowhere near. Well, I think it was probably so too hard to sure. know that, that David Gold... Hang on. David Gold doesn't take an active um, Well, then why do they uh, push him participation up? Participation running the because he's more media well, Because he used to live down Green one. Street and play for the club. Green Street. Do you know what? People are even saying that's a lie now. <laughs> People are saying that he lived at 442 four, four, Green yeah, Street sure. is a lie. So where well, does see, this end? Where does this end? When they stop lying. <laughs> what, what, I, what I find, Sean, really disturbing for me personally, I've known you since I was 12, 13 years old. We've been going to football. Awesome. I go to West Ham yeah. because of you. You're the reason I go to yeah. West Ham. And it's only over the last few years where you've turned into this uh, media thing where where you've bought into this Twitter world and you've become what you've become. And if I say to you that this 10-year period of them, their ownership has been a failure, you will not accept that. And how, how, how can you no, not well, accept I, no, it? I will, I will actually, Jay. I will. No, I will accept. It's been a failure in they haven't moved us on like they no, wanted but no, It's to, not even, Sean, right? but please, it's but not even on. how... Like they wanted to. There's just the the basics, the very small basics of like we've talked about all the scouting system and the and the like. uh, Just the basics of running a football club professionally, they have not achieved any of that. Ten years later, we're just the same shit show as we were when they took over. The only thing that's different. I still think they've sorted out the. The, the the debt we were in, Sean, I think they sorted anyone, out. Anyone, anyone could have, anyone could have sorted our debt out by selling our home, okay. Sean. It's as simple as that. Well, that's not that's not what gave us no, the money. They, though. They no, they put the, the money TV in. Money did by being in the Premier League. They put some they put some money in, which they put in as loan, and they've stabilised it. Yeah, well, that money's did. still there. It's still owed. It's the TV money and the selling of the bowling that keeps us. We still live in debt. We borrow money every season from table and that. So we we we, we do. are not any better off. And like I, I find it really, well, not really upsetting or anything. That's just that's ridiculous. But I just can't believe the change in you over these years that you simply cannot see. I can understand your allegiances and what you think they've done well because there is. But I do they think are, they've made they mistakes, filed, but I don't see sure. an alternative, right? I don't yeah, see an alternative. Yeah, but we would never know the alternative. And i tell you what, if, well, we would, because we saw a video earlier, which is all, all football, I mean, David Gold saying when he was at Birmingham, and it's been published today on Twitter, every football club is always for sale. You can't have it both ways. If someone wanted to approach West Ham and buy West Ham, then they could. Well, there was three or four people or at a time, and even even if they didn't get bought at that time, and they'd gone been the first Premier League to go bankrupt, they would have been relegated, and they. Would, but someone then would have come in. Do you know what I mean? The I, future. I, I, I get that. I get. I do get that. And if someone came out of the woodwork who was a billionaire, and I thought, well, I would. Yeah, but you don't need to be a billionaire. To the three members of the board, I would say. Sure, sell up. Sure, they don't it need to be a billionaire. This is what I'm they, saying. They, they could have been the right owners if they were competent at running a football club. Even if they... So why do they... I mean, sorry, you keep saying this, billionaires, yeah? How much money have they invested? 
golden salad. Well, you know the figures. In, how much? In, in, in total, about a hundred million. What? They've got in, in cash no, 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 no. Not how much they cost to buy and everything. How much are their own no, money? No, no, no. Hundred million. Around a hundred million. All right. Now I am curious. Well, how do you work that out? Because some of the money when they first bought no, the when club they was injected. Not that's no, when, when they first the bought business, the club. Don't include that. I said how much. But money? it was injected into the club. So you know and I know, out of the fifty-two million they originally bought the fifty percent, half of that, around twenty-five million, was injected in cash straight into the club because that's how bad the club's situation is. They loaned another fifty-five right. million, so and they have also million, injected other cash, that, which they right. So that's fifty-five million. That's what they've put into the club. Forget buying the club. Fifty-five million no. now. Fifty-five million of actual cash, or it's fifty-two the and a half. Injection actually. was thirty-two million. Yeah? When we went down, yeah. Right, to pay for their mistake in hiring Avram Grant. So they've Correct. only properly Correct. invested in this club in one season because we was out of the Premier League. So actually, when on the face of it, a multi-millionaire could run West Ham because all they're doing is using the money, which I, I, I'm not against. But so now, when, when you bought the shares, though, that cash... Half of the money they've invested into the club has gone into cash into the club as well. The you didn't need to be a billionaire to do that. A multi-millionaire could have done that. A, a, well, you need a hundred million spare. Millionaire, and that's yeah. the, what I'm saying. Ten years, we're ten years on now. If they'd have put everything correctly in place in the first two or three years of when they took over, we could be bearing the fruits now of a professional academy system we could be having the proper and i just don't see i just don't see it changing we can go around in circles no no and i don't see the protest changing it i don't see them selling i don't see a buyer and we and i've said this before we have to manage our expectations we're a middle range club we're not going to get into the champions league we're not going to they can't sell it yet can they when's that two years Oh, yes, they've got another two can. years before they no, got they can sell it. No, they can sell it. They could sell it tomorrow. All they have to do is pay around 15%. Each year it goes down a bit. 15% well, tax do that, to the government. They? Right? But even in 2023, you're right. It then allows them to sell, I think, March 2023 without paying any tax. But see, I think, see, this is where we go back to that static protest. That is where the difference can happen. Because if that it was, which it looked to me like between a thousand, say fifteen hundred people, or what, it, it was sizable enough. It was sizable enough. If they, enough, if, I would if, they if they now organise properly, put out a proper agenda and stuff like that, then I'll tell you now, I'll go up. If they do it again, I'll be going up, and that's a difference. I think they because need to be if, more organised with a proper PA yeah, system. I'm sure they do. Right, but this is the thing. Yes, they need to be organised, but this was a short thing done on the quick. Yeah, it's a self-funded thing. Yeah, then so they, they have to try and get the best PA there and then. You think when you go to big rallies, generally they'll have a, a professional paid-for PA system spread about with speakers all around the field. Now you ain't gonna get that at a rally like that. It does probably need a bit more thinking, and I'd imagine that they admit it themselves. It was, I think, fantastic what they achieved, and I think it will get bigger. But as John was saying, and I say, there is now a basis of something to go forward with, hence why it is important we get the right number. Because if they then do organise correctly and then start hurting them in the ground by yes. not not 
attending or not doing, you know, I'm not saying protesting in the ground and jumping on the pitch. I thought if they start hitting them financially, if they organise correctly and hit them financially, then we could see a change. Then that would get rid of them lot. Because well, they wouldn't be able to... I, I don't know. I st- you can do it in the ground. We did it in the ground before. And I'm not talking about during the game after. I remember 1997, just before my daughter was born, uh, we protested uh, against Ars- uh, at the Arsenal at home. I think it was around Michael Tabor, the rumours against Terry Brown. And the, once the game... We lost the game 3-1. And then we were all on the pitch chanting, you know, Kern's out. We, you know, sack the ball. We did it after the game. Uh-huh. It can be done in the ground after the game with a bit of organisation. The difference is what you can't do is organise it publicly or even in a closed group on Facebook because yeah. there's a lot of spies about but, it. would have to be done in a surreptitious, but, almost like a guerrilla warfare. That's what we need. To be fair... Uh, the organisers asked for nothing to happen to support the team. There were no real chances. A little bit from one. After the game, the game's finished. You yeah, no. During them. the game, there were no banners. I know they had no. really heavy security to check that people weren't. No, they didn't. Mate, they I'll did. They they, they patted us all down and yeah. on average. Yeah, the I woman mean, that, that waved us through was like Harry Potter waving a no, wand no, in the no, air. No, she with just us, waved by me and went in. It, you go. It was the most, <laughs> you know. I was going to say intimate, but that's the wrong word. They, they they patted everybody down when we went across the bridge, checking for banners under people. Um, and, of course, little songs against the board, maybe from 114 towards the end. And we had a, a very young pitch invader who was not part of the protest, I'm told, and was, uh, you know, a very short-lived thing. But apart from that, there was no trouble at the at the match at all. Which is good, good for them. good, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we probably need to move on. Uh, I don't. I, I, we've talked about this a lot, and I, I think we're we're boring some of our listeners on. Uh, well, that, that's it. We had to be spoken yeah, about yeah, tonight. But we're not going to bang on about yeah. it every week. Yeah. Well, right. And by the way, there is no transfer news. Oh, I was going to say, what else we got to talk about? Tra- transfer news. <laughs> transfer news. Here's the transfer news. There is no transfer news. Oh, Roberto's gone. Um, Roberto has gone. Randolph has arrived obviously since our last podcast um david moyes did, has said how did he, he perform did he did he, he get, did really well he did really well really well yeah. nigel how did yeah. randolph do he, he did okay come on he, he, he you can't blame him for the goal and i think he did everything did I, asked him did i blame him for the goal don't think I did. I think you're harsh to say he did okay. Well, what did he do? It was there weren't a lot to do, to be fair. They were as crap as us. He kicked the ball out and passed the ball out quite good. He kicked the ball without going down to injure himself. <laughs> that was quite good. Is that, is that, our, is that our low we've fallen with our yeah. goalkeepers? He kicked the ball he without injuring injury their goalkeepers because they can kick the ball out. Kick the ball well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dear. But yeah, transfer news. Moyes said... He wants a right back, a midfield, a central midfielder, and a striker, but he's unlikely to get any of them. We, uh, when I uh, spoke to certain sources yesterday, we're close to no one whatsoever. I'm told it might be a very, very busy last few days. There might be some loans, but it might all come down to transfer deadline day. Talking of that, for the people who are expecting Exxon this week, uh, oh yeah, we haven't mentioned that yet. 
It's his daughter's birthday today, and he forgot. Ratings are up yeah. this week. Yeah. So, so apologies, <laughs> X is not here, or if it depends how you feel. Uh, he should be here next week because he double booked with his daughter's birthday. Um, but yeah, as transfer approaches, we wouldn't be talking about a lot of transfers today because there is none. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Um, I mean, David Moyes sort of came out post-match and sort of said, I'm not going to bring in anyone just for the sake of it. They need to have an impact on the team or be a young person that, that you know, is going to be here for three or four years. Um that sort of sign is not likely to happen in January. No, it's not. No, it's going to be more likely the summer. So I really don't see, we might only see one or two more loans come in and it might not be to the very last few days of the transfer window, which I know will upset a lot of people. But And I can't think you, you know, it's a ball to blame with that. Perhaps on, on what we know about the scouting system, there is only one scout called Jordan uh, Miles left. The other scouts have all been dismissed. One of them was Husilius, Husilius' son, Pellegrini's son, and another Spaniard, who I forget his name. Um, That's it. On is, is, have the club confirmed that? That is just the one scout left? Uh, they haven't not. I have asked them a number of times, and they haven't <laughs> gone the other way. So I assume <laughs> it is true. So they haven't confirmed it, but they haven't not denied it. But I'm sure they watch, right? I'm sure they watch videos and stuff, don't they? Uh, well, again, there are some volunteer scouts in the academy. What are uh, they, and, they, and they have Paul Konchesky. Apparently, apparently, they send Paul Konchesky out. And, and as some of you know, that they are relying on scouts. So Barry Silkman is back in the fold. Uh, Agent, Will Agents. Always in the fold. Agents. Agents. And, and freelance scouts. But is it good enough? No. And we know um, that Divrin Dave does like to be meticulous in his scouting. So he's not just going to take a Sullivan. I thought you old... said David Gold didn't do anything. Oh, 
I was talking about Mr. Moyes, which is slightly... Um, it's, really it is confusing, isn't it? There's too many Davids. Davids, yeah. Look, Dave Moyes has not signed many people over January transfer. Oh, come on, let's not, let's not start trying to... No, 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 but he does Moyes. like... No, this is a good thing. He's been here three weeks. Like, come on, already. No, hang on. <laughs> he, is, he, does, he hasn't bought me. That's a but, statement of fact. Let's, let's give the club some time and maybe they, if yeah, they, we give them the time... Maybe they can get some structure in place. It's not the end of the world if we don't in. sign anyone, though, is it? No, let's just give them a bit of time. Yeah, all right. They've only, they've only been here 10 years, ain't they? <laughs> there, was, there wasn't it quite a... Well, it certainly piqued my interest was um, Ross Barkley. Yeah. But that was just proven to be nonsense as well, was it? No, no, it's true. Um, well, it was true, it was nonsense. It's true that we approached Chelsea twice um, and twice they said No. <laughs> They said, no, we've got a small squad. Uh, Barkley is part of our plans. We don't want to loan him out. Um, so, of course, West Ham being West Ham will go, oh, we'll come back later in the window and ask him again. Um, so unless um, Chelsea sign someone in the same position, which is unlikely, um, I don't see Chelsea loaning him out. And, and this is part of the problem. Forget the, the, the owners, forget um, David Moyes. Not many players want to come into a team that's struggling for relegation. How many? If you've got a choice to go anywhere in in the Premier League, if you're a good player, why go to a team that's uh, in a relegation dogfight? Some players well, don't money, want to do that. Money, yeah. wouldn't it? Money. Yeah, exactly. Just money. They're the players you don't want. Did you see that clip flying around of Upson? Laugh. Everyone just laughing at the training ground and stuff. Did you yeah, see that? In the I week? did. I did. Yeah. yeah. So. And, know, and look, and I, I don't mind saying there. we do need to invest more. We have spent ten million, but we're way behind. Uh, and I've written articles about this in the past. We're way behind Spurs, and Chelsea, and Arsenal, and um, Brentford, and Southampton. Yeah, and I see. Like that. Yeah, it's just where the we lack are. of, and, of and investment by the club has actually played out. And our out. scouting needs to improve. If there's one thing I'm really highly critical of after looking into this, our scouting needs to be completely. Um, transformed over well, the summer. It will be, wouldn't it? David if you've only got one. Voice. Yeah. Even to get one more is doubling the resource. Yeah, they yeah. could greatly improve it. <laughs> we're, we're relying on Jordan Miles to do the business. Yeah. And some videos on YouTube. They're, yeah. they're, I can see him. They're so watching no, videos no on YouTube. Coming. One guy's going to walk in. Yeah, look at this geezer playing for Aston Villa. He half looks good. What's his centre-half? Blonde hair. Oh, he's fantastic. Well cast. What's his name? Oh, it looks like more... More Bobby, more? No, no, you're watching an old video of West Ham, you idiot. Oh, sorry. Yeah, let me go onto YouTube again and find another video. Oh, yeah. We need to improve in the summer, without a doubt, in those areas. Well, let's hope we're still in the Premier League. Well, that's the thing, isn't yeah, it? It yeah. could all be too little, too late, can not it? It could. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, we have relied in the past of teams being worse than us to survive and everyone else does seem to be picking yeah. up again below well, us. Well, I, I think this this year we will rely on teams being worse than us as well. I think we'll survive. Who's worse um, than Both us Nigel then? and I will. Uh, Bournemouth. Alright, that's one. Aston Villa. Mm. And Norwich. Mm. So you think the three there will stay? I think there will be the three to go down, yeah. Nigel, what do you think? I think it's between us and Villa. Yeah, see, I I think we're going to be right in it right to the end. 
Oh, I don't think I think our running at the end is easy, and not, but the put you know, and the thing is, it's after the fans. Can the fans keep their nerve with the upcoming games? Because I think come the end of February, yeah, we're going to be having a running now is quite hard. And I, you just you just got to look yeah. at like Southampton, how they were dead and buried, weren't they? And how they've, yeah, they've picked up now. They're yeah. ninth now, aren't they? Yeah. Got beat 9 0. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it just shows you that it can be done. And you look at some of the teams down there, I'll buy a couple of players in. They're five points above yeah. us, Southampton. It's just, it's going to be tight. So I hope they do get a chance, mate. Well, we, we, we need to get points against Brighton, don't we? Because otherwise we are in trouble. That's the game. That's the game. We can't. That is a free pot. If even a point is actually no good for us, yeah. Brighton game, we have to win. And by no means, it's not nailed on that it's going to happen. When we think, what's the only win we've had in recent weeks is Bournemouth, who it turns out even yeah. Norwich have beat. Well, I was listening to something today about Brighton, and they were saying that now that that new manager's in place. And they used to go one nil up and think, right, that's the game over. We're no one's going to score against us. Yeah. But now that's not the case. They just we just score goals and try and outscore teams. So, I mean, so, seriously, I hadn't actually yeah. looked at the fixtures in great detail. But if you look at our remaining fixtures, I reckon we could hope for three points against Brighton, maybe something against Southampton. But as we just said, they've picked up big time. Maybe Burnley at home and Norwich away. Other than that. Maybe Villa last day of the season could be the big one. Jeez, yeah. we are in trouble. I'll tell you what, though. If it's between us and Villa come last game of the season, yeah, I bet every seat in the house will be sat in, unlike it was Saturday, because if there was 50,000 mm. there, I'd be shocked. Yeah, yeah, that will be That's a sellout, surely. Enough. Talking of sellout, Sean, we haven't got yeah. you for long, so we better get into... <laughs> Facebook You're right. I've, I've, I'm, booked, I'm, I'm booked on what a link. You got wasted, George. Yeah. That's, that's, um, Jesus. I'm, I'm, that's the best thing I've heard on here for ages. Uh, well, it's time for this. <laughs> oh, dear. It's Facebook Twitter question time. Uh, it's where we speak to you, the listeners, via our Facebook page and sometimes Twitter when we can be bothered to check it. Facebook.com forward slash more than just a podcast. Uh, over to you, Shedman Nigel Khan. Thank you very much. Ever the professional, George. Ten years of Golden Sullivan. Give your review of that decade. But remember, people, children may be listening. Mark Bright and whose children? David Sullivan's. <laughs> I, I, I think you thought that was funny. But anyway, Clive Catchell, nothing much has changed. Oh, except for ripping the heart out of our club. Dirty trio of shitbags. Quite extreme there from Clive. Uh, Michael Levy then has popped up and said, uh, 100% Clive, read this out, Nigel. We know Nigel's got the bottle too. Sean won't, or he loses his privileges. <laughs> oh, you know it's true. <laughs> uh, it's funny, because it's true. 
Yeah, it's, uh, it's Dodsey, who, who I forgot to read out of because of technical issues. We didn't get the speak to last week. So he goes, hello, my handsomes. Hope you sorted out the cloud issues this week. Bloody weather. <laughs> Moisey says, it's better the devil you know. Read the board. What do you think about his comments? Uh, well, I did see Dodsey, by the way, going towards or away from the protest. I don't know which one yes, he did Yes, he did tell me that he waved out to you behind your police uh, protection. <laughs> Weren't yeah. my protection. They were just, just Are you sure? chums <laughs> I was talking to. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I said to someone, yeah, apparently Sean was hiding behind the police. And lucky for him, there was no trees nearby because there may have been a lynching. Uh, the static protest got good coverage. What do you think it has and will achieve with Costat Dodsey? Uh, he's got a previous question. Why do Sean, an ex-WHU employee, feel that social media has turned against them in the past two to three months? It really is quite toxic towards you guys at the moment. It's a bit hard for you to answer that one, Sean, because it's been toxic for about the last five years. Well, do you, you know what? I, I think for X, X has gone board, uh, board neutral now. So he doesn't talk to the board and he says he's board neutral. I think Dave Walker has gone anti-board. Um, Welcome to the club. Um, so, look, I'm, I've said this before. I'm not going to suddenly flip and go, I'm anti-board, because that wouldn't be credible. Um it is what it is. People have got their own opinions. It's like Brexit. You're on one. You're entrenched in your position, and some people don't care about it. Twitter is not the real world, though. Twitter is quite a toxic place. But you know what? The people I meet and I know in uh, the supporters club, people around us in in our section at the London Stadium, just don't talk about it. They go, oh, you know, you, you, you know you're hated, etc. All the abuse I get, and I don't get it on Facebook either. All the abuse I get is all on Twitter. There are, there's about a dozen people, you know who you are, who, who give me grief. Uh, and I made a decision a long time. I don't block anyone. So it's a free world. And, and if they want to give me abuse, they give me abuse. It's, you know, and if you know where it all goes with people, it. as he walks past, make sure you go. Oh, that's a bit out of order, isn't it? Oh, Dodsey finishes us off, Sean. He's, he's talking to you. Lucky mm. he's got in because we've got the big. I did see Dodsey uh, uh, at the game. <laughs> yeah, did son that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, saw him, I, saw him, I saw him at the protest, but I actually saw yeah, him in his he seat as well. Yeah. Behind your police thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, that's not where I saw him. That's <laughs> brilliant. Go on, go on, go on. He says, based on his, I don't know why he could have asked you at the grand. Bloody hell! Well, he was rushing you. off early. He didn't stay to the end. That's what I tell you about. Did you see him at the game? No, no, no. I saw gun. him at the protest, but later on, he went past me with 10 minutes to go. He was sneaking out early. I bet he didn't mention that on his question. Um, no, he didn't. He wants to know about Mexico. And do you think you're David Attenborough? Keep posting pictures of every animal you saw. I, I was impressed with the Mexican wildlife oh, and right. lots of Chicorito shirts. Did you see, by the way, Feature. if you go to the sale on the West Ham sale, at the moment on the website there are three thing four things you can buy you can buy a chicorito flag for two pounds right you can buy a jordan jordan hugel action shot for two pound fifty you can buy a evra um action shot for two pound fifty or you can buy a pellegrini figure for one pound i kid you not Ooh, those things are available figure. 
Yeah. Uh, like big head figure. Yeah, for a pound. Oh, right. One for I'll the museum, that. Sean. Oh, yeah. Nigel. I do uh, wait till they go in the south. Yeah, no, they're in the south. Coming tomorrow for the museum. Excellent, excellent. There you go. Sorry, I didn't answer right. the question. Friend of the show, Canning Town Len. Uh, hey. With some distressing news, really, and I'm glad to have a word with him. Oh. Comfortably the worst 10 years of being a West Ham fan. He's joining John and George in not renewing my oh. season ticket for next year. Oh. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll save my comments. To, uh, I'll text you, Len. What I I'm think. sorry to hear that, Len. Sorry to hear that. Hmm. Anything to say, that Sean? No, because I get in trouble when I talk about Len, and I, I I he told me off. So after what happened Saturday, and I can't say what happened Saturday, I got told off. So I'm not allowed to talk about Len and whether I did or not meet him. You did see Richard where, Dodds, I did. I did, but can you tell Lenny's not Richard Doss? Just to be clear. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really confusing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's like Hong Kong Fooey, isn't it? Dear, oh dear. <laughs> Ed Hughes. Is it the janitor? No. <laughs> Is it Sean no. Weston? Could be. Oh, and X, no one knows your exes. Who's X? Ed Hughes. Yeah, who is X? Uh, we'll, we'll find out next week, won't we? Uh, maybe financial. Yeah, maybe financially, we are no longer in the cusp of administration," says Ed Hughes. However, we're still lower to mid-table team we were previously. Now, just with more big fans in a big bowl and no obvious game. Made a comment last week about how many games we won before Golden Sullivan took over and after. That tells a lot. On the field, no recognisable improvement. Harsh? No? No. Nothing about right there, isn't it? It's not not harsh. No? You're bored with any answer I give, so... uh... You're right. Michael Levy Jr. (laughs) Underwhelming, but no doubt Sean will think we've had the best decade in our history with his dildo-banishing secret lovers. It's no secret, Mike. We all know he loves them at the helm. Let him have it, lads. Great podcast, and thanks for the hard work and dedication. You're welcome, Michael Levy uh, Jr. Not forgetting that his dad is actual Michael Levy as well. Lee Guest, <laughs> I just wish, with a great comment, I just wish London had never had the Olympics because they wouldn't have gone near yeah. us. You know, Paris by one vote. All right. And do you know who I blame? David Beckham, mate. Do you? He was there. He, wasn't he? he was part of the team that won us the Olympics, jumping up and down in his crappy cream suit. <sighs> Gary Prince, your mate, Sean. Well, he's not my mate anymore because he he he, oh. uh, he outed me on Twitter. Oh, but he is your mate because he said I'm his best mate. And then yeah, then outed and, me and on then Twitter. And the funny thing about it is, he says I'm your best mate, Sean. And then one of his real best mates went like literally had to go at him for saying that he was your best mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh I do love Twitter. It is funny. Well, I d- I do have people who have a go at me on Twitter, then DM me and go, "I'm really sorry about yeah. that," but you know, but they just carry on having a go at me on Twitter. Hilarious. Gary Prince, we haven't gone bust. Is there any evidence we've would have done? None. We left the football stadium to play in a bodged athletic stadium. We have had much larger turnover of managers and players. 
He says on the pitch. It's interesting. I just want to come in there and say what, one thing you sent all of us earlier, which is interesting, is today in the daily stand and the evening stand. Read it. Um, yeah. I did. I did. The, the daily um, evening stand. Oscar Wenger <laughs> came came out and said Arsenal lost its soul when it moved away from Highbury and it never regained it. Yes. Oh, quickly. Ooh, the producers have just... Yeah. No, you like this. The producers have just told me we're running late. Uh, we won't call you to 8.10. Oh, so, I thought uh, we were going to wrap oh, up soon. Sorry. Oh, another 15 are, minutes right, of right, Sean yeah. Papel. Uh, will we fill it? Probably by giving him stick. Uh, but of course, Sean, quickly then, we can elaborate because Arsenal, Wenger says, lost their soul when they moved to the stadium. Yeah. Perhaps we can remind the listeners... Where did West Ham hire their staff to move us from Arsenal. into Olympic Stadium? From, from Arsenal. There you go. Mm, pretty much all of them, all. including well, Angus, Angus, Angus Kinnear, who now is Chief yeah. Executive at, at Leeds. At Leeds, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Good guy. Yeah. Was, is he related to Joe Kinnear? No, he's not. No. He's, he's oh. a Luton fan, by the way, uh, Angus is. Oh, right. That's there you go. That's He's a redhead. Know. And that, Scottish, and the American bloke. Joe, Joe Scottish in charge of the, the old dumb Johan Kebab. Johan Kebab. I think it was Kebab, yeah. wasn't it? I mean, it, listen, Sean's made a career out of making mistakes like that. I'll Prince of Gary says, on the pitch, we are about the same lower half premiership team. We've got a bigger brand, more income, but it's pointless as we don't, uh, we're unable to invest correctly. We're far behind our rivals, London clubs. The club's PR with fans is far worse than it ever was. We've got a few cheap tickets, thank you very much, but with a terrible view. £800 for a mascot <laughs> is, is disgusting, but we've got the lowest price for kids' tickets for home supporters, but the highest for away kids. Uh, penny pinching, unable to grasp the concept of running a successful football club, and we had one good season led by Billich. Nick Stanley, 10 years are better than they could have been. Think about it, we could have been broken up into bits and sold off at an insolvency auction. Oh, excuse me, sold off at some insolvency auction to pay off the Iceland did it. Uh, instead, Gold and Sullivan broke us up, sold us off. Uh, 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 the, on the pitch at the bowling in the auction after we left. Better the devil, you know, in my opinion, he says. Well, the last pro board supporter, please turn off the lights. Yes, it's obvious. Well, that's you. Uh, so that's about 15 minutes now, isn't it? It's obvious Sully Jr. is being groomed for the top job. So I think trying to get him out is a waste of everyone's time. Nick Stanley is sitting on the fence a bit. Which there's plenty of room for you, Nick. There's not many left on the fence. This is also no one out there buying clubs. Just look at Newcastle. As soon as we would be up for sale, the investment tap that may be only drip dripping at the moment, they may shut off for good. Protest for more investment, an actual director of football and players that work hard and know the league. Get behind the team. I disagree. For me, there's only one protest and that's to get them out. I don't think fans have got a right to protest for more investment, actually. That's just me, though. Um, Matt Crawley just went shite. <laughs> Thanks for that, Mike. Very insightful, and I'm fully behind you. I'm going to like that. Like. David Jones, old Ziggy <laughs> Stardust. Evening all. Well, they haven't exactly been golden years, but, but, but you've done that one before, Dave. 
have they? I'm sure they're very astute businessmen, but they haven't got a clue about running a football club. They are so out of tune, it's laughable. While they have any say, we're not going to be any more than a mediocre club. I endured years of mediocrity and would be content if we stayed at Upton Park and not been conned with false promises and bullshit. We're not going to next level. It's, all we can do is look back in anger. He's gone to a bit of oasis there, but it's time for a change. Can I ask George a question? George last week was the one who was sitting on the fence. I mean, you, you both John and Nigel are known to be quite anti-board and haven't hidden that. You were on the fence. Do you, after, after what's happened in the last week, have you changed your view, George? Was I on the fence? Yeah, you did. You say I'm I'm a bit... When we talked about the Brexit analogy, you go, yeah, I'm a bit bored of it all and I just, you know... I'm I'm in between. I'm you know, I'm I'm not one of well, those. No, just, who I'm just bored of it. I don't think I don't think that's particularly sitting on the fence. I thought I, you I just, did. I would have to play. Well, no, it back, I'm just but... I'm just fed up with. I'm, I might I might have done. I'm just fed up with it. I just I I just want it all to change. So I think the the only change, well, the only way that will happen is if something changes at the top. So I'd. Probably more. What about uh, this? Let me anti, run this. Let me float this past you. What happens if Brady left and was replaced with a proper chief executive? Let me float that one. Past me or everyone? Everyone. Be a start. Nigel, you'd be gutted, wouldn't you? <laughs> would it be one a, down, it, two to go? <laughs> would it be a start? Did you say that it's a start, John? It'd be a start, wouldn't it? Why is there talk of her going, Sean? I'm not just. I'm just floating the idea. Just oh, there is no talk of her going. Well, she's only there part time, isn't she? She has commented. She has commented. Nigel, have you seen that? Has she? Yeah, K. Rita Brady. Oh right, I've not got to that yet. Yeah, yeah, I did. I'll look forward to seeing what K. Rita Brady's got to say. What is that? Uh, but we, we know what Lewis Erentrout has said. He said, "Sean, you and Moose have had pelters this week." <laughs> you keep company, Sean, don't you? Like, <laughs> Me and Moose. Please, will you come out and Do you admit know what? That I, I, there was so, so many times I listened to Moose on TalkSport and it reminds me of Sean. The things he says and the way he gets his words wrong and all sorts. It just, just really remind me of you, Sean. Sean <laughs> Moose Whetstone. <laughs> Have you ever seen him in and the my, same room? And my love of food and, uh, and yeah, yeah, we could be twins. Yeah, exactly. Well, well, we'll call you the elk from now on, because you're not quite a moose, <laughs> are you? <laughs> dear, yeah, didn't dear. he come out and say... Even though the way you demolished that pie, you could be. Didn't Moose come out uh, and say, any upset West Ham clubs come and talk to me? Didn't he say that? <laughs> he did say that, which oh, I, yeah. I think... That, yeah, I know. Yeah, the queue's still how forming. Did it, how, how did he get on? Did he get any grief? No, not in person, no. They're sheltered, didn't they? He would have been there well before the game and leaves well yeah. after. And he's in the restaurant, isn't he? He's there just yeah. He's probably got his own. Yeah, but surely he would chef. have been spotted by someone. He's hard to miss, isn't he? He'd be in the press box yeah, exactly. and probably got. Would imagine he's on expenses. He probably gets a cab into the car park, cab out, and in the press box two hours before and leaves after. Yeah, we've seen him walking outside before. Yeah, we have that? seen him walking John? outside. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure he was going to do that. He's always got a top spot zip up on. You know when you yeah, think you look a bit scruffy, mate? You know, smarten yourself up a bit. <laughs> dear, oh, Sean. Dear. <coughs> yeah, and you, All Sean. Right. Come on. <laughs> Louis Seventrack <laughs> said, on. 
Yeah. Will you come out and admit that they have taken us as far as they can and they should move on? Will you admit that, Sean? Yes or no? Do you know what? I, I do <sighs> believe in that first bit. They've taken us as far as they can. Right. But you won't say they've time to move and on. And they should move on if someone else comes in to buy, yes. Right. So there you go. Well, I lose like that. a prophet of doom because he's gone. Saturday was the last chance for us to stay in this division. Pick up less than three points and it's game's over. Enjoy the rest of the Premier League season as it will be a while before we are back. If we do stay up, however, I'll personally buy you guys a few beers when I'm at a game next season. Well, there you go, isn't it? Mm. I'm going to hold you to that. Like, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Screenshot. Hold up. Screenshot. Right. More than just a podcast. Yeah. Yeah, got that. That's beers on Lou then. Alfie Miller just laughed. I don't know why. Uh, Auntie Penno, evening chaps. She's never been a fan of the Free Amigos, but she's changed her permission, position. Whoops. <coughs> Easy jokes, Pete was my aunt. And can't stand the lying, <laughs> conniving bunch of freeloaders. The Panto Dame has blocked me on Twitter. Join the club, Pen. Must be a family thing. Because I accused her of pandering to the whims of the new plastic supporters and not those that have been going almost 53 years, giving her age away there, people. Uh, me, she says. I feel like a lot of other supporters, though, we've been kicked in the teeth and left. She was due to come up Saturday, would have joined the protest too, but her, her husband has not been well, to be fair, and she couldn't join the protest. So get well soon, Lloyd. Um, I would have joined the protest due, but that's how she feels. And she's never joined the protest before. Ran over, she said, from a disheartened support. Keep the faith, aren't you, Pen? Keep the faith. All right. I'm going to have to go soon because BBC are about Last to call up. me. You've got five minutes um, in here. Belinda. No, they're calling me earlier. They're making a... They've just, they just messaged me. I'm oh, on in a minute. Okay. He will just go. We won't notice. Evening, peeps. Well, can I do my predictions oh, then first? Yeah, go on. Uh, we're we're playing uh, two games, aren't we? Leicester. Oh, and then, and then we will talk before the Liverpool game because it's on Wednesday. Yeah, so Leicester. Leicester away. I reckon after they lost against Burnley, they're there for the taking. I say 2-1 to West Ham. Okay. Saturday's game, West Brom in the Cup. West Brom in the Cup, I will go 1-0 to West Ham. Thanks for that, Sean. Guys, enjoy the rest of the podcast. Don't say anything behind my back. Don't forget to put up a link to your BBC interview so we can take a piss later. It's been emotional. Love you all. Thank you very much. Love bye. and kisses. Yeah. Bye. 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 Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Belinda Kaka is rustling through quick. Evening, peeps. Hello, Betty, peeps. She says we're not broke, so that's one thing. But there's not much else to say, really. She misses going to Upton Park. Her dad hates the London Stadium, hates the walk, hates being miles away from the pitch. She could go on, but it's pointless. My view is things are not going to change in the sense that the owners are not going to sell up and that we're not going to leave the stadium. So protest about what you can influence, which is how the club is run investment into the club types of players. Keeping, keep holding the owners to account in terms of their pledges. My immediate worry is that there is a distinct possibility that we could go down and the implications of that are worse than the issues with the board. 
she can't see us winning our next three games. Well, Sean <laughs> just can, which is a bigger concern. And I'm fully backing the team as always, but she is fearful, but she does love the show as always. And she sort of told me off yesterday for having a dig at Karen Brady, but still, never mind. Trevor Bowman. <coughs> Welcome, Trevor. Their agenda from the start, having bought the club, was to asset strip and sell on for a massive profit. New owners might have a blank canvas to work on, but it would take an investment far more money than Golden Sullivan have got to take us to the next level. West Ham might as well be the first of its size to go under. I'm not sure. Oh, we're up to K Rita, which I'm a bit disappointed Sean's not here to listen. The club is unrecognisable. Cool, Rita's going hard here. From the one I found 10 years ago, we saved this club from becoming a soulless, bankrupt institution going nowhere. Too right. We have we have made it possible oh. for more fans not to attend if they want by having cheap seats. <laughs> <laughs> the increase in half and half scarf sellers is testament to the new fans we have welcomed to the club. Apparently, there was a small group of fans protesting, but we had over 59,000 not protesting. Dear, oh dear. This club is now rated in the top 20 of the world despite never winning anything. Some people were never happy. Oh. I'm still here, by the way, because BBC are running late, but there you go. Bless you, Rita. Bless oh. you, Rita. K. Rita Brady. Do we know who K. Rita Brady is? Anyway? I reckon it's Nigel. Nigel. Apart from Golden Sullivan, uh, no comment. Making profits on loans to the club at a very good interest rate. Uh, considering the current climate, bald outs. Uh, the first one tonight, Christopher Deneen. Well, we're at the start. Ten years, one relegation, no cups. Ice finished the seventh. Six managers, not good at all, is it? And two goes at trying to get into the European group stages and getting knocked out twice by the same team of <laughs> Romanian farmers. <sighs> and then we hear what's going on with our scouting network, as in not having one and the penny pinching, the lack of look, they've got to fucking go, he says. On another note, sorry, Nigel, for not giving your pie mash store a shout a while ago, but it was lovely. I would tell anyone there at Ockenden Market, if you like pie mash, it's well worth it. And it's nice night. It's nice chatting to Nigel if you can catch him. Keep up the good work. You are a top star, Christopher. And uh, keep saying hello to me because uh, I enjoy having a chat, even when my wife tells me off because I should be working and not talking to you. <laughs> You got me in trouble this Saturday. I'll just point that out. Uh, Chris White, the best thing to happen in the last 10 years is the recent swell in the numbers thinking they are wrong for the club. <laughs> is he still here? You still here, Sean? Good. Uh, Nick Harvey, sadly predictable 10 years. Sullivan and Gold only bought the club to get the Olympic Stadium, knowing it would significantly increase the value of their investment. I'm with you there, Nick. No better off the pitch 10 years after arrival. God knows how many managers and players have been brought in by Sullivan, and he still thinks he can run a successful Premier League club. Off the pitch, we've lost every edge and we relent the soulless bowl. Highlights, playoff finals, a good day out, and the final season at bowling had good moments. 10 years of lies, false ambitions, and we're still listening to their bullshit every time one of the three clans speak. Brady out and GSB out. And then uh, good old Scott Crossland, friend of the show, goes, Brady out. And that, my friends, is the end of today's Facebook Twitter question time.
Thank you, Nigel. Oh, very welcome. Didn't mean to do that twice. Well, uh, it was so it. good, it was worth it. I know. I think that's it for Mordor's podcast. Predictions. Anybody? Predictions. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Leicester away. 2 0 Leicester. Well, as Sean said, Leicester are there for the taking, so I reckon we will lose 2 1. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I'll go for lose 1-0. And then West Brom at home in the cup. I reckon we'll nick a cup win. So I'm going to go for a 2-1 victory. John? 1-0. West Nigel. Ham. Yeah, I think 2-0. Having looked at the bench, we ain't got any. So they'll probably put a first team out. And I think West Brom's struggling a bit, aren't they? They're, even though they're top of the table, they're not picking up as many points as they should be. So he'll probably... Uh, Drop a few players. So, yeah. so we'll win him. We'll, yeah, we'll beat we're, him. We're going through. We're here. Yeah, we're, we're going for the cup. We'll do a Wigan. We'll go down and win the cup. I'll take that. Yeah, yeah me too. Uh, I think that's it. Thanks for listening to Mondra's podcast. I have been George. John has been... Here to the end. Sean is still there. Is he, is he going to say something? No, he's no. gone. Nigel has been me thanks for listening come on you irons Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 